guide to Q5. Scaling your brand at the end of the year in a way that will tremendously help your Q1, Q2, and Q3 benefits. So all that being said, we're going to get down to how to reinvest in real time your holiday profits. We're also going to get into what you can look at when it comes to cash flow and an investment in the late January, early February part of your overall Q1 planning and the types of offers that you need to be looking at, bundles, subscriptions, etc. How to set this all up so that your Q5, the week after Christmas, and basically the beginning of January, you can use that 7 to 12 day window to absolutely 2x or better your entire potential for all of 2023. So the first part about Q5 and how we scale our brand is by using our holiday profits. Now, this isn't just the week leading up to Christmas and, you know, a holiday shopping. This can be allocating the Black Friday, Cyber Monday profits. The idea basically is this. You can try to bank that upside, that return on your ad spend, etc., and then use that so that we can invest it at as low of a margin as possible to maximize the volume of customer journey acquisition. Remember, the focus of scaling your business is all about the acquisition of profitable customer journeys that have multiple purchases along that journey so that you can ensure future cash flow opportunities. So we can use these holiday profits and instead of banking the upside, what we can do is improve the volume. The amount of people that you are introducing to your brand during this time is a tremendous mountaintop that you can shout from as soon as times get hard. Is it important to make sure that everything looks good today? Or is it important to grow? And this is something we really have to understand. If in fact growth is your overall objective, we can use that profit margin. We can say you spend, you know, 10,000, 100,000, a million over the next two or three weeks and you get some profit margin on it. You can choose to put that in the bank. Or you can say, the biggest mistake I could make right now is getting a 2x ROAS when I could get a 1 at probably 2 or 3 times as much spend. And likely it's going to be way more than 2 times as much spend because if you spend more money, if you get a 2x ROAS and you double your spend, it's not like you're not going to get additional sales for that revenue. You're going to get probably maybe 2.5 times as many. Let's just be really conservative and say every penny beyond what you spend is going to be terribly worse. And you get two and a half times as much revenue by going from a 2x to a 1. Okay. That's two and a half times as much revenue, Facebook side. But what happens to your business when you two and a half x the amount of people coming to your store? What happens to your business when you two and a half x your search volume? What happens to your business when you two and a half x the acquisition of email journey, uh, people for your email, for your CRM, for those customer journeys? What happens in your two and a half x? all of these other profit generation devices. Because remember, Facebook is one of, if not the worst exchange rate that you can spend your money on when it comes to acquiring profit today. Because it's not about acquiring profit today. It's about amplifying your existing business model for the acquisition of profitable customer journeys. Point is though, do you wanna look good by the end of the year? Or do you want next year to look fundamentally different and better than this year look? The next thing we have to cover here is what if we want to be even more aggressive in scaling our business in Q5 than just spending our profits from the holiday? Well, there's a secret to this. There is no reason that you have to spend evenly in Q1. If you know 
that the money you spend at the end of January and the beginning of February is going to be ultimately worse for your business. Like the exchange rate of the money I spend the weeks leading up to Christmas, I'm going to get a lot more revenue for that money than if I spend it in the last week of January, second week of February, etc. There's generally like a month long period, say middle of January to middle of February, where you're going to probably struggle pretty bad. Now, here's the question. If it's much better to spend money today than in three weeks or a month, why don't we spend some of that money today? You should know in your business, especially if you've been around for a couple of years, the seasonality, what months are good, what months are bad. And with that in mind, why not borrow from the bad months, spend more in the good months that come prior to acquire customer journeys that bring with them additional purchases so that during those bad months, we're getting a larger percentage of our daily revenue from existing customers whose customer journeys are maturing. Now, the last thing that we're gonna focus in on here is what type of offers should we be running here? What's really important is that we are focusing on bundles and subscriptions during this time. We are not focusing on how do we sell our hero product for lower money at a bigger discount so our ROAS looks better, which is just, you know that doesn't work. That's why you run your third or fourth ad agency, right? That's why you're stuck at 700,000 or at 3 million or at 12 million a year. Why you're not at 10, why you're not at 50. Why you haven't crossed seven figures? Because you've been doing that thinking over and over again. It's not working out for you. And it has nothing to do with iOS 14. It has nothing to do with Facebook doesn't work anymore or any other that victim language. Now, when we're using bundles and subscriptions, what we're ultimately focusing on more than anything else is the psychological impact of acquiring better cash flow today that also improves the stickiness with that customer over time. When people buy bundles, they are more likely to buy a second time because your product, service, or offer is no longer a commodity. There's a psychological effect. You know, in poker, they call it being pot committed. And in and, and, and gambling, people often will throw more money after good money just to try to get it back. The other side of this is the more product I have from a business in my hand, the more I'm becoming emotionally attached to that brand. When I'm getting a buy to get one free, or I'm getting some sort of bundle deal where I'm now starting to not just compete on price, but I'm starting to meet Maslow's hierarchy of needs around safety and security and a bunch of other things more than just money. You can start to use that to position your brand as something better than just another version of that commodity. Because the honest truth is, it is extraordinarily unlikely that the product that you're selling doesn't have a direct competitor. And if you're competing just on price, you are going to lose because there's somebody else out there that is going to be willing to run a bad business and lose money just to try to get things going. And they'll go out of business, but they'll steal your revenue, especially in a recession. So what this means is we have to position our brand, not only with our offer, not only with our product, but also with the positioning of the overall bundle. So for instance, when I was running 310 Nutrition, a lot of our bundles weren't just, here's a bag of you know protein shake, a meal replacement shake that everybody else is selling. It's here's a bag of protein shake, plus a gift card, plus a sample on our tea and our lemonade and some gift and some eBooks. So now we're not just another shake company. We become a lifestyle brand that you get emotionally attached to because it's not just one thing that's easily replaceable. When we come to bundles and subs, subscriptions, is occasionally you're going to people that don't want to buy it. What if your average customer journey 
is the LTV on your average customer is 120 bucks and your primary offer is $50 AOV. Okay, let's say it's 125 and the average person buys two and a half times. 50, 50, another 25. On average, that's what you're getting on the customer. So I'm buying 10 times, I'm buying once. The average customers were two and a half purchases. If you were to instead do a buy three, get one free, the AOV of that first transaction is $150. What that means is the LTV of your average customer just went up by 25 bucks. That's pretty important. For those customers that do ultimately decide to not follow through on that future cash flow, you're getting more revenue today for them. Their repeat purchase rate might not be the same as the original product, but if they've already given you more money at a better profit margin, that's good because here's the other thing. Cost per acquisition doesn't go up at the same rate as cost per product. It costs more money to make a $5 profit on a $20 AOV than it does to make a $30 profit on a $100 AOV. When you raise the price of something by offering a bigger bundle, say it goes from 100 bucks to 150, you're raising that price by $100. It does not cost you an additional $100 to make that sale. The value ladder is not going up at the same rate in cost as it is in AOV. So you're making a larger margin. And yes, you have to give away product to do that. As long as the thing that I have to give away costs me less than the amount of money would get, it would cost me to have to sell somebody a thing for a third time, I'm doing well. And if you can deliver on the promise of being better what they can see in a big box retailer, and you can differentiate yourself from the market, and you get them to get multiple products of yours into their hands, the likelihood of that customer buying from you a second time goes up astronomically. So ultimately what this means is, you could run your holiday efforts, end of the year efforts. You can run your Q5, that day after Christmas, Boxing Day, until like the halfway through the first week of January. You can run your sales during that period of time of high AOV, bundles and subscriptions, using the profit margin you've gotten the weeks leading up to that time. And borrow from the money that you would have spent in late June and February to ramp up even more. And you might run it at a loss, but that's okay. Because in 30, 45 days, when you're struggling to even see a profit on Facebook at all, you've spent that money in a way that means you're going to wake up with customers coming into your store that you didn't have to pay to get their attention. Because you've been prioritizing the acquisition of profitable customer journeys with future purchases. This is leveraging PSM. This is leveraging consumer psychology. And this is leveraging the understanding of your cash flow. That's how you scale a business. If you need any more, help on any of this stuff, please go to instructor school. You really want to invest in scaling your business beyond just trying this Q5 scaling thing, which honestly has worked for every single eight and nine figure business I've ever scaled from a high six and low seven to that point. You should check out the Facebook ads MBA program. You can check out at mba.facebookdisruptor.com or go to disruptor school and just scroll down and you'll find it. You'll also find a lot of other courses there. You can sign up for the newsletter and a lot of other really great bundles and offers so that you can massively ramp up your education in the space so that you can spend with confidence. And so ultimately, you're sitting in a place where your business is successful. You're spending less and less time managing your Facebook ads and more and more time improving your business model. You can spend more and more money more confidently and ultimately scale your bottom line.
That's what this is all about. There's a reason there's a super high hit rate for the Facebook ads and BA program students. And there's a reason why I've trained agencies and marketers, seven, eight, nine figure brands around the world. And there's a reason why the agencies that you've worked with haven't worked out. And the next three that you're gonna sign over the next year are also going to fail you. That's ultimately what you need to know. If you like this, uh, YouTube thinks you might like a couple of these videos, go ahead and hit subscribe over there. Until next time, I'll see you on the internet.